So I've been talking to a couple of different indie labels and this guy, he's on an indie label. He's like part of the management in there. And he right. was talking to an artist who swears by, by Spotify streams and, and by playlists and all that shit. Right. And he can't talk him out of it. So if you're listening, you got, you got referred here from case in point. Here's the episode for you, bro. If you are putting any kind of money or effort into growing your Spotify streams based on only using Spotify, whereas you're getting on the algorithmic playlists, the Spotify curated playlists, or you're getting on any user-generated playlists and stuff like that, right? There's all different kinds of tactics you can have to, to get your streams up. But if you're doing that, you're setting yourself up for failure What's up, y'all? Harcos here with the Music Making Sense podcast. And with me, as always, is the one, the only, KP. How the hell are you doing today, KP? I'm good, brother. How's it going with you, man? Doing pretty good, doing pretty good. So we're recording this just after the uh, infamous Thanksgiving holiday weekend. And mm -hmm. everybody always talks about, oh, well, what do you do over Thanksgiving and stuff? On all, you know, you listen to all these podcasts. Their first podcast back after any holiday, they're always talking about what they did on the holiday. But we're not going to yeah. talk about that today because nope. uh, it's irrelevant. We're here to talk about music marketing and music making sense. And so what we're actually going to talk about is I actually had a request from one of our listeners. Shout out to Dan, who um, wanted me and KP to check out this video and kind of respond to it. So we're actually, we just got done watching it ourselves. If you guys want to go watch the original one, you feel free. It's on Curtis King TV. It's called, Is Spotify Going Broke? That's the one we went over. And we're not going to do like an actual review, like what he does, if you're familiar with him, where it's like half screen, half, you know, half that and everything. Basically, mm -hmm. we're, we're just wanting to talk to you about the content that was in there. So, so we're just kind of just going to hop into it. So, yeah. <laughs> so, as you can tell, I'm kind of amped up because we just got done with it. And my when I'm watching stuff like that, my brain starts spinning. And <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah. And and so, uh, you know, so everybody's talking about Spotify, their new thresholds and everything like that. And we've talked about it on previous podcasts as well, too, how they they change the threshold to where if you get less than a thousand streams per year, not per month, but per year, mm -hmm. then you don't get your point zero zero three cents per stream. They don't pay that out to you if you have less than a thousand streams. And Curtis King had actually done an interview with Lo Russell, and they were talking about that. And Lo Russell actually said, "Well, if you're getting less than a thousand streams per year, you got more to worry about than your stream revenue from Spotify." And I completely agree with that. And I think I mentioned that on previous podcasts as well too, because if you take 0 0.003 or 0 0.0038 or whatever the fraction is, right, times a thousand. You're getting $3 or less a year if you get less than a thousand streams per year. And so that is nothing. Like, what are you going to do with an extra $3 towards your music career in a whole year? That's it's irrelevant, you know? And yeah. I can see it from a business standpoint with Spotify where they have to pay a processing fee to send that transaction from them to you and everything like that because transaction fees cost money. So they're going to be losing money just by paying you your couple of dollars, if that, your 40 cents or whatever a year. And so I think that's actually a good, a good thing for them to do business-wise. Right. And, and from, like Lil Russell said, from an artist's perspective, that's actually a good thing that you're not getting promoted. So, like, why, why would you get rewarded for, for not 
doing well, you right. know, because a thousand streams per year is like 22 or 23 streams a day on average. Right. And so that is nothing, nothing. If you actually build something substantial and you're actually doing something in the way of real marketing, you know, and, and I'm not talking about getting on playlists, whether they're bots or they're real humans. I swear they're real humans. Doesn't matter. Getting on those playlists is not how you get it either. Because like no. I said before, and like I tell artists all the time, and this actually ties into something where I was talking to another, uh, he's an artist, but he's also a producer as well too. He, uh, he, he's on like an indie label. So I've been talking to a couple of different indie labels and this guy is on an indie label. He's like part of the management in there. And he right. was talking to an artist who swears by, by Spotify streams and, and by playlists and all that shit. Right. And he can't talk him out of it. So if you're listening, you got, you got referred here from case in point. Here's the, here's the episode for you, bro. If you are putting any kind of money or effort into growing your Spotify streams based on only using Spotify, whereas you're getting on the algorithmic playlists, the Spotify curated playlists, or you're getting on any user-generated playlists and stuff like that, right? There's all different kinds of tactics you can have to, to get your streams up. But if you're doing that, you're setting yourself up for failure because even if you start getting 2,000 streams a month, 20,000 streams a month, there is no guarantee in hell that those people who listen to your song that one time will get retargeted with your music when you release the next song. There's no guarantee in hell. You are putting your livelihood and your music career in the hands of a company that you have no vested, vested interest in and who has no vested interest in you and your career. If you were at least signed to a label, whether it's indie or midstream or major, they at least have a vested interest in getting your music back out to people who've already enjoyed it. <clears throat> and that is, that is where you actually grow your real fan base, you know, and, and you're not going to get anywhere trying to rely on that. That's why you have to build your own. And if you, all right, y'all, Harco's here. I just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence 
presence on Twitter or X. This will definitely help you out. Like I said, I got 10 blog websites with 10 different Twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month. You can be right there with them, getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online. So make sure you hit me up right now, musicmakingsensepod.com. Hit the chat button and send me a message, and we will get you on point with this great new promotion. All right, let's get back to the episode. You have 50 fans that will put your music onto their personal playlist and they will actually listen to it and they enjoy listening to it and they listen to all different kinds of your songs and stuff that is so much more valuable to not only you as an artist but to the the algorithm the recommendation algorithm on spotify but then also you already have built contact with these fans who like your music and so you can reach out to them and let them know personally through social media or email marketing when you have the latest, your next drop. And you will increase the certainty of them listening to your music again, therefore building the, the fan experience with them and bringing them further along into super fandom cult living. And that's, that's where you need to focus. But you know, we just went over that thing. And, and in that whole video, you know, Curtis was reacting to another video where they were talking about the profitability of Spotify. And even Curtis does not understand the complexities of a business such as Spotify. Right. And he even kind of highlighted that too. He was even kind of open with that as well. You can tell that he knows how to run his businesses, but he doesn't know how to run other businesses right. you know and and that's something where i've expanded my knowledge in and stuff like that you know if you look at something like spotify one thing that that video posted out in there was that the big three major record labels mm -hmm. get 70 cents major music of, companies yeah sorry major music companies universal music uh what's the other two again sony and um Universal, Sony, and um, God damn it! There, let's look it up. Yeah, go ahead and look that up. I can't remember, but anyway, they all like I've said this before on previous episodes. You, you guys who listen, you can know you can go check back again. But I was doing my conspiracy theorist mind type of thing, and I said I guarantee that that major record labels they at least get fifty percent. Um, off top gross revenue off Spotify before any of us independent artists get anything and before Spotify even gets to pay their bills. And it comes out that they actually get 70%, right? So I was lowballing what is the reality. So out of every dollar that Spotify earns off of their advertising revenue, the big three record labels, which are Universal Music Group, you got that now, KP? Here, I'm going up there right now. Okay. Uh, but they get 70 cents out of every dollar. So that leaves 30 cents for Spotify to pay all the indies, their streaming revenue, plus all their overhead. And so with their overhead as a company, they have all their employees, which if you know anything about having employees, you got the big three? Yep, it is uh, okay. Universal Music Group, Sony Music, and Warner Music Group. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I thought it was Atlantic for some reason, but yeah. yeah, Warner. Yeah, so those three companies get 70 cents out of every dollar that Spotify earns in in advertising revenue, right? Mm -hmm. And that's including whenever 
<clears throat> you know, Warner you Brother. Have, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have you have all kinds of stuff. It's like they, every single bit of their money, 70% of it goes out. And it goes out to those three major record labels because they own the majority of rights to <clears throat> all the big major the big major, major yeah, artists, artists, the people yeah. like listening to a lot. And then they throw the indies in there in the mix to try to help grow them as well, too. That's kind of like their thing. But if you never listen to any indie artists and you only listen to main artists, the algorithm is going to keep feeding you the main artists. Yeah. You know, but so they have to give 70 cents out of every dollar. So then they get the extra 30 percent and they give out to the indie artists, like I was saying, with our with our little point zero zero three cents per stream. And I agree with everybody that that's not that much. But you got to think about it from a business standpoint. That's all they can really afford to give us. Right. Because they have the employees that they have that work for them. And if they're W-2 employees versus independent contractors, they have to pay a lot more per hour that you work. So if you get paid $20 an hour, the employers are, depending on the state, paying on average around $35 an hour just for you to be an employee. Right. right. So they're paying for the employees for just like the base customer service. They got to process all the transactions in and out of their platform. They have to have their IT people there to make sure the algorithm, the software, and everything is working fine. And then on top of that, they also either have to own their own server space, which I don't think they do. I think they probably rent server space from yeah, Amazon. So. Mm -hmm. and, and speaking of that, too, you know, in that video, they were talking about how the other streaming platforms, YouTube Music, Apple Music, Amazon Music that they lose money on streaming royalties as well too because the big three take 70 percent as always however they're profitable as a company because they have more to offer and this goes back into how you as an artist you need to diversify yourself just as these big companies do as well too in order to succeed yeah. because if you look at they brought up Apple, right? Everybody knows about Apple. They're a walled garden, right? Once you get into their Apple cult, you're Apple everything for life, right? You get a tattoo and everything. <laughs> and, and But, like, you know, they have watches and, and phones and computers and then all their other They're stuff, too. To products. Exactly. They're attached to the products. Then they have all their software and stuff like that, too, that they have in there. And so even though they're only having 30 percent to work with and stuff like that, they're making so much more money off their other endeavors, which is why I think I said this in a previous podcast. I can't remember off the top of my head right now, but which is why Spotify invested over a billion dollars in podcasts mm -hmm. because they needed to have original content like Netflix. Netflix used to have the same problem. He even pointed this out in the video as well, too. In 2012, Netflix had the same issue where they were losing money like crazy because of all their rights, the royalties they had to pay out to all these movies mm -hmm. because they didn't have any original content. Well, then they started doing original content, and now they're actually profitable. And I think that's exactly what Spotify is doing as well, too. But one thing I want to say, if you all go watch that video, at, towards the end, they talk about Spotify spent over a billion dollars to uh, acquire Joe Rogan and all these other podcasts and stuff like that. And then when they did that, and then in 2022, they were even less profitable than before. Mm -hmm. And it's like, yes, because they invested a billion dollars into original content. But they also pointed out in there, which is where something that Curtis overlooked, possibly because he doesn't have a business mindset like what I do. 
because I am, you know, the greatest and the smartest. But oh, he. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got but, the EST of the of music music exactly. marketing here, huh? Exactly. <laughs> but anyway, but but they they Spotify earns. Shout out Bianca Belair. <laughs> Spotify, exactly. Spotify is they get more profitability out of every podcast listen than they do every music listen because of the payout and stuff like that. They get mm -hmm. to keep more. So they were talking about how, oh yeah, they're less profitable. They just spent a billion dollars and now their music revenue royalties are going down. Their music listening music is going down always. on platform while their podcast is going up. It's like, yeah, that's yeah, a good that's thing a good in thing. business yeah. because now they're increasing the amount of usage on their higher profitability thing and decreasing the lower profitability thing. They're still keeping both. Right. But but they're creating themselves as more of a podcast platform than a music listening platform. That way they can have a higher profit margin and then they can keep reinvesting in other original content and, and kind of keep going from there. And then they're going to go into audio books, which is the, what they're starting to do. It's now. already on but there. Also, yep. I just want to re I, I want to I just pulled, I just pulled up my distro kid. I just looked mm -hmm. on my I got went to got the, I got the distro kid app. And I pulled up my account. And here's the thing I'm looking at. When it comes to streaming platforms, do y'all realize how much competition it is? And that's where he, there was a video where they showed Jimmy Iovine saying how it's a bad, that, that streaming, uh, streaming is in a bad situation. But... I have to say how I have to well I have to ask how because when you think about streaming it's competitive it's a highly competitive business because you got to because let me just read off all the streaming platforms there <laughs> is on for just it, this is just in DistroKid for distribution and how many platforms they distribute our music on. I'm talking from mainstream artists to uh, independent artists. How this, this is how many platforms they, uh, they're putting the music on. You have Apple, you have Amazon, and in parentheses it says downloads. Amazon Prime, in parentheses says streaming. Amazon Songs. Amazon Unlimited, in parentheses it says streaming. Um, and was that? Angami, um, um, Apple Beats Radio 1. Apple DJ Mix, Apple Fitness Plus, Apple Music, Audio Mac, Beatport, Beatport Streaming, Beats, Beatport Streaming, mm -hmm. so I was at Beatport, then Beatport Streaming, Beats, Boom Play, Claro Musica, in parentheses, iMusica, um, Deezer, DistroKid Referral Program, Facebook, Flow, Google Play, Google Play, yeah. All Access, um, Groove, in parentheses, it says Downloads, Groove, in parentheses, it says Streaming, Lyric Find, Lyric Find Adjustments, MediaNet, MediaNet, in parentheses, Downloads, Music Smash, um, Napster, NetEase, Pandora, Pretzel, um, Cubas, Downloads, um, Rezo, Savant, Snap, SoundCloud, Spotify, Tencent, Title, Title in parentheses, Downloads, um, Title Direct Artist Payouts, TikTok, TouchTunes, Triller, Vivo, Vivo, Yandex, YouTube in parentheses ads, YouTube in parentheses ads, Composition, um, YouTube in parentheses audio, YouTube in parentheses content ID, YouTube in parentheses red, YouTube in parentheses composition, YouTube creator music, YouTube shorts composition, iHeartRadio, iTunes, iTunes Match, iTunes Songs, and KKBox. Yeah, and if you see in there, there's a lot of different subsects 
of these things like the the eye and the apple ones mm -hmm. there's multiple different ones there's downloads there's listening there's listening with ads there's unlimited there's prime there's all this stuff because all of them pay different everything yep. pays different people always look at oh spotify pays this much youtube pays this much and everything it's like no that's an average because yep. I got paid for companies. a YouTube ad, dude. I didn't even realize that. I got 61 cents for YouTube ads. Yeah, there you go. So I didn't that's even you, think about that. Yeah, so that's YouTube with ads. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. So, like, that's a huge list of options. So whenever you are focusing your, your efforts to try to get your streaming on Spotify up, you know, you try to get your numbers up on Spotify. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, it's it's just like whenever you try to like dominate one social media platform, it's like, what about all the people who don't go to that platform ever? They might like your music too. Right. Why not put your stuff everywhere? That's why, why I always recommend to artists, take your content and put it everywhere. So just one piece of content everywhere. Every time you drop a piece of content everywhere, you but know, and I, yeah. Good. I want, I want to say some. not, sorry not to cut, didn't mean it's to cut you off, but I, my, I think I'm just, it, I think it's me. And okay. I, I feel like I'm one of those. I, I, I truly do, dude. I, I, I know it's me. I don't, I personally don't find anything wrong with streaming. I don't know what, when I hear people's, when I hear people's um, gripes about it, I'm just like, why? Like, why are we complaining? I don't. I, I just don't get the complaints about streaming. I think it's. I don't care what anybody says. I truly think it's one of the best things in the world for a musician. I, I truly do. I. I don't because number one, think about it like this: the one thing that we want to do as artists is get our music heard. That's the number one thing. That's the number one fucking thing that we want to do so why is it that we keep complaining about the money because when you think about it again i'm gonna look on my and this is not a flex ladies and gentlemen i'm trying to make a point okay right and this is what la russell said in that video it's extra income yeah, I made a total of twenty eight bucks off of Spotify alone, just with the with the shit that I did with the uh, the music I did, mm -hmm. and I went out and performed. And again, this is not a flex, but I'm just saying, I easily made twenty eight fucking dollars just going on my fucking Facebook and my Spotify and my my Instagram and all those places and just promoted the goddamn music. Mm -hmm. I don't get why everybody's complaining about it. It's extra income. God yeah, damn it, it got me a fucking sandwich when I was hungry. What the fuck are you tripping on, dude? Exactly. And if, you, and if you think about it, so so how many listens was that to get you 28 bucks? How many streams was that? I, I ended up, not when I did, when when I did the suit, when I did the um the spot, when I did the Spotify wrapped at the end of it, I ended up with a total of like four over four thousand um stream four thousand listens. Right. So <laughs> so if you think about it like that, so you got twenty eight dollars off your streaming, and there's some people out there who are like, oh man, I made X amount of dollars, way more than you did. Okay, but think about it. This, how did you go about it? Did you 
is what KP did is he actually built people a following of people on social media who fucked with him hard enough to click that and listen yep. multiple times because yep. he got 4,000 or more streams in a year off of just one thing, Spotify, and that gave him $28. So his fans didn't spend any money and he earned $28. Yep. Now those same fans, he already, he already got them to take an action with him. And mm -hmm. go and do something that cost them zero dollars that actually earned him money. And yep. he had to spend zero dollars getting them to do that. So if you can get those people to do something for free without you spending any money on it, think about what you can do to get a dollar off of them. Think about what you could do to get $10 off of them. And so now let's just say, okay, you got 4,000 streams. Let's say hypothetically, everybody listened four times, right? So that's a thousand listeners, right? Over a course of a year, you got a thousand listeners over a course of a year. And let's say they're all individual, right? Just keep this simple. Yep. You get a thousand listeners over the year. If you were able to get a thousand people in a course of a year to go and listen to your music, to, to click a link, listen to your music, and it cost them nothing but their time. If you were able to offer them anything exclusive, that was free to them as well too, you would be able to get at least 80% of those people to give you an email. So and can then, I say this? And then in regards to the email, and then and then for the email, mm -hmm. you give them something of value, not just some bullshit, but something of value for free. Yep. And then here and there, talk to them about, you know, hey, if you want to support me or whatever, on my website, you can go and download my music for a dollar, or you can donate here, right here. You can donate to me with PayPal Donate. You can go and, to my website. Get, mm -hmm, exactly. So like this, on, yeah. on your website, this is what I have on my personal website, um, is I actually have a PayPal Donate option. And yeah, we actually bro, have We call it a virtual tip. Yep, tip, exactly. Virtual tip jar. Exactly. You can do a virtual tip jar, <laughs> or you can just do PayPal Donate, which we have up on the Music Makes it Sense podcast website as well, too, musicmakingsensepod.com. But like on my my my, my personal site, harcosmusic.net, I have the option up there. It just, I say it on there. All my music is free download, but if you want to support, go ahead and donate, right? You get people that option right there, you're going to actually start getting money off of them off the top. And like you said, the streaming is just extra income. Yeah. And and the more you grow, you're following the people. Shout out to LaRussell for saying that, man. It it's is so big true. shout out, man, because he knows exactly what's going on because he built a good following of people who were just listening and he got the money off of that. And he took that little bit of money and started increasing that. And then he also, he transformed all those people down further into in sales was called the customer journey, but we'll call it the fan journey. They went down the fan journey from becoming just casual listeners to becoming people were listening. Yeah, people were listening to that, listening, going to his crib, listening to him mm -hmm. put out music. Yeah, then they went all yeah. the way to that where they yeah. paid that high ticket value to go to his actual house and party with him and watch him yeah. perform at his house. Like, that's how he took the people down their fan journey. Those super fans that went to his house, to his actual performance, mm -hmm. those people didn't do it for free. They didn't stream off his shit. They didn't give him a dollar. That's high ticket shit. That's one-on-one -on -one stuff. But he built those up. Those people that paid for that, they started out just listening to a stream for free. 
And they built all the way up up. the fan journey up to that. And that's a super fan right there. And like what we talked about in whatever episode that was where we're talking about Bandzoogle and Bandcamp getting bought out because they're going after the super fans. That's what you need to go after as well, too, is that cult like super fandom. That's where you that's where you start getting your money. And, you know, a, a lot of artists, they they say, I don't care about the money, man. I just want to make the music and Shit. please my fans and stuff like that. And that's because they're jaded and don't know how to make the money off of it. That's and my, they're, that's they're, my they're, they're putting they're putting also the it's the it's the uh pressure of society like putting the putting artists in the place of like, well, you you don't need to make money, you should just have a good time. And artists are doing this mm-hmm. to themselves as well. And I'm like, nah, man, you can get out here and make you some goddamn money. Fuck that. You can make and see the thing is shit. exactly. And see, the thing is with making the money, then you can have yourself a good goddamn time. Yeah. Because, because when Fair. you're first starting out, you're working a full-time job or maybe a couple of part-time jobs, whatever you're working over 40 hours a week. Right. Unless you're one of those who don't work, you live off other people. We're not going to talk about you. We're going to talk about the hustlers. Right. People out here working a full time job or even a full time plus you're working full time. You're making the music and then you're trying to learn how to market your music yourself or you're taking what little money you have and you're paying somebody to do the marketing or something like that for you. Whatever your situation is, you're investing all your money in and anything you get in return, you're putting right back in. Right. Right. But you keep doing that and you do it smartly. You can grow to where you're getting money out of your music that you can put right back in to to grow it. But then you could take out and then now you're not working. Now you're creating the music and having a good goddamn time with it. Now you're going out there and performing at shows or whatever it is that you want to do for enjoyment. You can have enjoyment in life. And then you can still make money off of that to keep funding that because you never like people look at things too short term. Like Highly, well, they're have, always on defense. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like Gary Vaynerchuk said, we're always on defense, dude. There's it's this deep. We play defense too goddamn much mm-hmm. because we have the mentality of, well, defense wins championships. Offense has to score the goddamn points to win games, nigga, to get to the goddamn title. Exactly. You can't just be sitting here trying to fight everybody off from fucking you over. You got to go out there and get yours, you know? And and see, that's the thing is people think so short term. They just think bill to bill, check to check. And I get it. When you're stuck in that position and that's your reality, it's like, you know, oh, Harcos, well, I got to think about that because I'm behind over a month on all my bills and i'm about I gotta, to go if i'm in foreclosure i'm in yeah yeah like all okay that kind of stuff. shit yeah. happens what the fuck we are go, you gonna do yeah. dude yeah so what are you gonna do to get yourself out of it that's yeah. the thing nobody's gonna come fucking save you you gotta fucking save yourself yeah you know and so what are you gonna do to get out of that well you're gonna grind your ass off you're gonna only all right y'all harcos here i just want to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only ten dollars if you've already been checking out the podcast you know i've already talked about this a little bit here and there but i created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on twitter and facebook and they are growing 
leaps and bounds, getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month. And that's just not in total, that's every single account. I have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here, right now. The episode is called, How Much Marketing Can $10 Get You? All right, I go through a full explanation of it, but if you've already watched that and you wanna find out more, go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com, send me a message in chat and I will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media, especially if you wanna grow that presence on Twitter or X, this will definitely help you out. Like I said, I got 10 blog websites with 10 different Twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month. You can be right there with them, getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online. So make sure you hit me up right now, musicmakingsensepod.com. Hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion. All right. Let's get back to the episode. Get fucking five, six hours of sleep a night instead of eight, nine, right? Because you're up all night falling asleep at your fucking desk learning how to do something or learning yep. how to market yourself or whatever. Or you finally right? have enough wherewithal to get your ass up and go to your goddamn couch and at least get yeah. a comfy, somewhat comfy night's sleep exactly. right? before something. you get up and got to goddamn get up again. And you're probably going to drink yep. some fucking soda or coffee or fucking something like that just to keep you goddamn wired and shit. Mm-hmm. Cause yep. you got a deadline, right? Yep. <laughs> like exactly, you got you know? all kinds of stuff to do. You got kids, and you got a you know significant other, and you got a job, and you're trying to grow your and, own career. And, and there are times you're time. not going to even be with your goddamn kids, man. I hate nope. to say that, but there, there are moments you're not going to be with them. Yep, especially yeah, when you're, you're really putting it in. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have to try to balance that. And but what you're also doing, as long as you balance it properly. You know, you give them love, but then you're like, hey, I can't give you love right now. I'm focusing on this. You balance that properly. They're going to see that in you. Yeah. And I'm seeing that personally myself with my kids. My kids work. They're 15. So in the state of Indiana, they can only work 18 hours a week while they're going to school. Yeah. Guess how many hours a week they work? 18 hours 18 a week. hours a week. Five days a week. You know what I'm saying? They're working the maximum they can right now. Why? Because... They've seen me grind my ass off to get what I want. Well, they have goals to get what they want. They want a car. They know they're 15. They know 16 is coming up soon. They want to get their car ASAP so they can have freedom. And then plus they know with coming 16, they can work more hours per week during school. They can work later, everything like that, but they can have their independence and they can start actually doing what they want. And so I've taught them by them seeing me grind my ass off, by them hearing me on fucking calls all the damn time and me like right now we're recording this episode. Normally I go and pick them up from school. However, they uh, yeah, so they're just now getting out of school. Normally we get this done ahead of time and I can do the podcast with KP and then I go pick the kids up from school and bring them back. So they ain't got to ride the bus. I get to spend a little time with them. Well, sometimes like today I send them a text. Hey, you know, I've been we've been working on other things. Me and KP were watching that video beforehand. And then we also had another uh, uh, another business meeting that we were talking with as well, too, about an hour before this. So yeah. I texted them and said, hey, you got to ride the bus today. Right. And so then when they they see all that kind of stuff, because like after I get off of here, when they get home, then we're all going to chill for a few. And then then I'm going to go hang out with them. We're going to go out to eat. We're going to fucking chill. We're going to watch a movie and shit like that. But they know, hey, I can't I can't get 100 percent of his time because I got, you know, and then they know that as well, too, because they got homework today and then they got to go back to work tomorrow. You know, what I'm saying we take Mondays off to hang out with each other. They take Sundays off to hang out with their mom. 
But other than that, Tuesday through Saturday, we're grinding. We we grind. I work all day, plus I do all my other shit with this and with the marketing stuff that I do with helping artists. And then they go to school all day, and then they go to work after that, and they got homework and shit. Teaching your kids this shit is how you create the next generation of kids to actually do better than you not by giving your you know giving your kids everything because i i've i've seen so many people who you know they grind their ass off right Mm -hmm. so their kids don't have to live in the poverty that they lived in well they grind their ass off and then they get to that level of success and then they give their kids everything their kids don't want for shit well then guess what all that hard work that you just went into to create a better life for your kids you just fucking Almost always, you just flush that down the drain because now your kids are entitled. Now your kids have an entitlement issue. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has an entitlement issue. Fuck, I still do. KP probably still does. He's almost Fuck fucking yeah. 75. You know what I'm saying? Shut up. You just <laughs> mad because I look fine as hell. Whatever, I'll be, dude. No. I'll be almost, K- whatever. I'll be almost 50. Ne- I'll be 50 next year, y'all. Exactly. He'll be 50 next year. I'm fucking 37, right? Look at old we as hell. We no, exactly. He's looking old as hell with like no, no, like a couple of creases on my forehead. Anyway. Nah, you but, look fucking young as hell. Whatever. Yeah, no fuck shit. Out yeah, here. We, we both look good for our age and stuff yeah, like that. Definitely. Right? But, you know, we sit here and, and we grind to get it no matter what, you know? And so I don't, I think I lost my train of thought there for a half a second. But, you know, you build your next generation to work just as hard as you. I saw my dad. We didn't have very much, right? But I saw him. He owned his own roofing company, and he went out to work every fucking day, 12, maybe more hours a day, all the time. He took Sunday off to hang out with me. You know what I'm saying? And so I do the same fucking shit because I'm trying to build something, right? right? Now, he put all of his effort into building something. See, this is a lesson I learned off of him, and hopefully my kids learn a lesson off of me. I saw him going out there grinding, wearing himself down all the time. This dude's not even 60 yet. And his body's physically wrecked because he grinded his ass off in like a backbreaking way. And he built his company only to where basically he was operating it all the time. No disrespect to my dad. I love him and everything like that. But he did not build his company to succeed him. As soon as he yeah. could not no longer physically do the do the job anymore himself up on the roof, his company yeah. ended. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I told him straight up, I'm like, look. I see what you did. I learned a lot off of you, the hard work, everything like that, but I'm not trying to be in your situation. He's like, good. I don't want you to be, you know what I'm saying? Cause now he's dependent on the government and then side jobs to fucking to get by. You know what I'm saying? So whenever inflation and cost of goods go up, well, his fucking disability and food stamps barely goes up. It goes up. And it usually takes like a year after all the increases go up before that cola catches up. You know what I'm saying? The cost of living increase. If you don't Mm -hmm. know about cost of living adjustment, but so, so I told him, look, I'm trying to build things to where, <clears throat> you know, I can I can have diversification of investments and everything like that, not stocks and bonds and shit like that, but like of actual tangible things. Right. Like I've said on previous episodes, I want to I want to have apartment buildings. Right. And and get that residual off of those on top of helping artists with everything like that. You know, so anyway, to circle back to what I'm saying, as an artist, you got to have that same kind of mindset when it comes to building from the ground up. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the artists that listen to us here on pod, Music Making Sense podcast, you're ground level. Maybe you've been doing it a couple of years and you're trying to just build and start get going. 
Mm-hmm. Well, don't fall into don't fall into a lot of the bullshit that you see all these get streams quick schemes or get followers quick schemes. You know what I'm saying? Back in the day, there used to be get rich get rich quick schemes, and there mm-hmm. still are. There still now, are. Yeah, they still but exist. now it's about gaining followers and gaining this and everything like that. And you know, use AI to work for you and everything like that. And it's like, look. I heard this off of Gary V the other day. I don't listen to him too often, but I listen to him here and there to get ideas because because he he gets ideas and then he's really repetitive about those ideas for a while until he gets new ideas. But so he has I, really good perspective. I he think does. he really does. And if you're thinking of something that he said, I I, I want to. If you're thinking of what I think he said, mm. can I say it? If you think I want, I, I, I would just it, go ahead yeah. and guess. It. He said that. AI is not here to replace us. It's here to aid us. He did say that. That's a good one. I was going to say on top of that, what he also said about AI is he said that people keep using AI as, as a tool, but I learn, I use it as a thinking partner to help yeah. me brainstorm. And so he said, he's like, he's like, I ask AI, how did sexy red blow up? How did so-and-so get their fame? How did this happen? Mm-hmm. Right. So he can understand the how. So instead of trying to inside, instead of trying to make AI your bitch, your free employee, oh, hey, build this code for me, build this for me, do this for me. You know what I'm right. saying? Instead of making AI your bitch, you make AI your partner. Mm-hmm. I you know what's funny? <laughs> you say that because the weird thing is that with me. I'll I'll go on there and say like I'll say what's going on chat GPT or good evening like I really like I I look at it you as say, a hey, friend what's up? like it's me yeah I like I can say I do and and it like and it 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 respond to me in mm. a really cool way like it gives me a really positive reaction and then it drops the gems on me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, and then I'll like, I'm sitting there and I'm like having a serious conversation. Like, oh shit, I'm glad you really thought about that. Cause I was mm-hmm. kind of going this direction and then I'll break it down. And then it'll help me come out with more tips. Like, oh, that's cool. You really thinking about it that way. Well, here's some other things that you can also use to go. And it just, yeah. yeah. So it's like, I use it as, like he said, a thinking partner. And for mm-hmm. me, it's like, I use it as, my business partners, my homie who are like you, like how I live, but we talk mm-hmm. and, uh, and it gives me those and it really opens up those ideas. So yeah, I don't, I just, I don't like the way people approach AI saying it's going to take over. It's going to take over your jobs and stuff. Like when I hear people say that, and when I heard that, I heard, I've been hearing when I heard that recently, mm-hmm. right. I was that also kind of gave me that like red flag went up. Yeah. I don't like when people say that either because it's it's going to take a while before it takes over a full job of somebody to where it's, it's like your bitch. You know what I'm saying? It's like having, you know, to use a fucking insightful term, it's like having a personal slave, right? Yeah. That's what, that's what a lot of people think AI is going to be. And eventually it might actually get to that point. Right. But, but, you know, as an artist in the next three years, you're not going to have an AI personal assistant who does your marketing for you for free yeah, or even for $7 a month or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You're not going to have that you're gonna have because to pay for AI, that service, huh? You're going to have to pay for that service. Oh yeah. Nine but times out of 10. Yeah. Even still, even if it was something that you had to pay $300 a month for, it's still not going to be to the level of what an actual human can be yeah. because, because 
AI is only ever going to know as much as the collective human experience. Now, that is a lot more than an individual human could ever know. So there's an advantage right there. But it's not going to have life experiences that they've learned from internally that they've never externalized in a, like a descriptive way. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, like when we go through life, we go through hard times. We, we learn a lot of things and our brain is a supercomputer that quantifies all that and puts that into, into your own personality, personality traits and characteristics and stuff like that. And we don't even really notice that surface level. That's all subdimensionally right inside of your brain. Well, AI can never learn what your brain learned because you don't even know it. You've never externalized it out of your mouth or onto video or onto text or anything like that to where AI could learn that as well. Mm-hmm. And But when AI does its learning, it's doing base problem solving. If I do this, it fucks up. If I do this, it's awesome. I'm going to do this. It's awesome. We, gonna, we need to go towards awesome, not fuck up. Right. That's how AI works and stuff. So it's not going to take over your job. It's going to take over mundane tasks and it's going to take less manpower to do tasks. I could see that. Absolutely. But people are like, oh, it's going to take over everything. You know, yes. One day, eventually it might be Skynet and Terminator, all of us. Uh, but, <laughs> but until then. God. I'm, dude, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to even go there. I'm, but that's going to be a while. Uh, that's going to be a while. My you know, in, in my perspective. But it's it's not. That's that's how people see it, though, bro. I you know think people are going to be the worst motherfuckers. If anybody's going to destroy mankind, it's going to be us. It ain't going to yeah. be no. And if and if it's because if it's going to be a if it's going to be a device, it's going to be because it's created by humans. So and, I, and intentionally put forward that way. There's going to be yeah. some demented one demented motherfucker who has a key, you know, and it goes in and just. Boom. And then sets the yeah. whole thing for self-destruct or something like that. Yeah, so. That's what it's going to take. But it's it's not going to do that. People are yeah. like, oh, it's going to take out so many jobs. No, automation and robotics is going to take out a lot of jobs. But not, how, take out a how, lot is of gonna, jobs. how is it going to take out jobs? Manufacturing. Because, because like, for but, instance, they, but they need. OK, but who needs. OK, who. So, for instance, people have I to operate at, those, though. Not necessarily. People just have to make sure they are maintaining. So, for instance, I live here in the Midwest, manufacturing mm-hmm. central next okay. to China. Right. Yeah. And so. Oh, yeah. And so I worked at a job one time. Right. Where mm-hmm. I had I operated two welding machines and I took the metal pieces. I, I don't know how to weld. Right. I've welded like twice in my life and it's not that great. Right. Yeah. I took I these metal to pieces. Too. I put them right in the right spot and then I pushed a button and the robot went and welded along the arc. Right. And then I took it out, I inspected it, put it in a bag, right? Mm-hmm. And I had to do that with two different machines, right? It was like a two-part part, two part process, right? Well, that took out me having to be a highly skilled welder to sit there and do that to thousands of parts, right? Because it was for an automotive parts company. I was actually putting, like, you know, whenever you recline your chair in your truck, in, in your yeah. car, forward and mm-hmm. backwards, there's a bar in, in in the hinge and it has a spring on it. And that's what I was doing is I was welding the springs onto that bar, right, in the thing. Well, instead of me manually doing it, I was doing that with the labor. So the, lab- the laborer was that. I was just keeping track of it. Well, there's also this other place I almost went and worked at, but the, the working conditions were dog shit. But they, they make mm-hmm. all the fiber optic cables, like coax cable and everything like that. It's a big cable manufacturing place, right? And they have these huge machines 
they basically spool it all up and it goes through the different the different levels, right? As it's going through and getting put together with different things and then it's getting coded and everything like that. And they run a short staff of people that just go and make sure they just, they sit back and watch. And when one part of the machine breaks, they go and go fix it. And then they just, they turn it back on and it goes. And so it's like all this stuff where it used to be hundreds of people manually putting it together. Now it's all machines, automation doing it. And then now you just have repair people, you know? And so that that's where I see it taking a lot of jobs away. But every time the industrial revolution comes and takes jobs away, like it took the jobs away whenever agriculture, right? Whenever all these machines were created to harvest at a faster rate or to plant at a faster rate or to process the crops at a faster rate than what it took hundreds of humans to do, then that cut out a lot of agriculture jobs, but all those people went to the factories. And so that's going to be the same way with this next thing too. Like all this automation with Tesla bots and everything like that, it's going to take out a lot of the mundane tasks, but it's going to allow us to be even more creative. Because like yeah. if you think about it, man, if you think about it, 150 years ago was around the dawn of the Industrial Revolution, right? And that's only like three lifetimes ago, lifetimes roughly, ago, yeah. right? Technically, it's only like two. If you live to 80, that's two people, right? Mm -hmm. That's two people living to 80. Well, let's just say it's three people living to 50, right? Three 50-year-olds ago, it was like the dawn of the Industrial Revolution. Most people were subsistence farming or working for like a large farming operation, right, in order to survive. Mm -hmm. Well, the Industrial Revolution came along, gave them jobs in the factory for a little bit. Shit was rough. But then the quality of living started increasing Yeah, to the point where three 350-year-olds ago, two 80-year-olds ago, we were shitting in outhouses. Now we have bidets that will wash our ass after we shit and it washes it away. <laughs> yeah. you know I was saying? just sitting here thinking about that with uh, the city of Detroit, man. Like, mm -hmm. if if Detroit if they started investing into technology and the reason I'm saying that is because when I was watching the video, I was watching a couple of videos and yes, y'all, let me just say this. This does have a lot to do with music. Let me speak on it. Why? Because it, yeah, it everything was showing, we're saying ties into music. Yeah, everything has to tie. You really can. And because when you, cause when I was watching, it was because number one, I'm, I was born and raised there. There's a lot of music history and the person that was traveling there was uh going through went through actually my own neighborhood mm. and i just and it, everything was able to just snap was just became like it's like oh yeah i remember that spot i remember everything just became like it just came back to me mm -hmm. and as i was watching the video y'all it started making me think like all the businesses, all the vacant spots and everything that was over there that I saw in the buildings and and spot and uh and, and businesses that were down that were uh closed up. And I kept in my head saying, because they were they're talking about putting um they're talking about doing gardening and um doing like gardening in the in the inner cities, but with Detroit, because you've had a lot of hair salons and and different like um places that had a lot of chemicals right mm -hmm. it is given up it's made the soil pretty bad over there
All right, y'all, Harkos here. I just wanted to take a quick little break from the episode to let every single one of you artists know about a great opportunity for you to grow your online presence through blogs and social media for 30 days for only $10. If you've already been checking out the podcast, you know I've already talked about this a little bit here and there, but I created 10 blog websites that all have their own social media presence on Twitter and Facebook, and they are growing leaps and bounds getting tens of thousands of impressions and eyeballs every single month and that's just not in total that's every single account i have a full video breakdown available for this on every platform where you're listening to this right here right now the episode is called how much marketing can ten dollars get you all right i go through a full explanation of it but if you've already watched that and you want to find out more go ahead and go to musicmakingsensepod.com send me a message in chat and i will get right back to you and we will get this rocking and rolling and get you growing on social media especially if you want to grow that presence on twitter or x this will definitely help you out like i said i got 10 blog websites with 10 different twitter accounts that have tens of thousands of impressions every single month you can be right there with them getting all those eyeballs and growing your presence online so make sure you hit me up right now musicmakingsensepod.com hit the chat button and send me a message and we will get you on point with this great new promotion all right let's get back to the episode an aquaponic operation mm-hmm. and grow whatever you know what i'm saying it doesn't always have to be weed that you grow but you can grow whatever and 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 you can have your farm and you can have your community farm basically inside of that old building and everything like that yeah and that's technology because with that you can have a lot of technological aspects and so every time a technological revolution comes around like how social media completely revolutionized the marketing industry and the music industry, like wow. KP was saying, streaming is a good thing because yep. now with streaming and social media, everybody everybody looks at streaming and social media as what caused the downfall of the music industry. But what they're what they're talking about is the technological revolution that took place in the music industry with social media and streaming, I don't understand. And I can't figure out how to win in that. That's what Mm -hmm. they're really saying. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, people only used to get, you know, a dollar, maybe, maybe $2 per record sale off of their records. And they had to work hard for that dollar or two. And that's the, that's, that's the artist. So, you know, you buy a CD for 15, 20 bucks, you're only getting a dollar off of that because the other 14 to $19 are going to, all of the marketing plus the infrastructure for making the physical CD with the products and everything, blah, 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 all mm-hmm. that shit just for you to get a dollar or two. And yeah, you have to sell hundred million records to make a, you know, a million or something like that off of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Think about it like that, man. Like when, when fuck half my wall up here, right. Whenever they, whenever they went platinum or something like that. Yeah. They made, they made multiple millions of dollars. But that's hundreds of millions of records sold because it was only what they were only getting like a dollar twenty five mm-hmm. on the goddamn twenty six like on that. the CDs. Yeah, exactly. So that's not a whole hell of a lot either, nope. guys. No, that's not. It equates it equates to about the same thing because you got to think about all the money and manpower and effort and everything like that that was involved into gaining that record sale. Right. Because yep. pe- people don't look at it like that, too, is like it takes a lot for somebody to give twenty dollars. 
right? And I mean, I'm talking about before music was free, right? Music has always had a free element. You just turn on the radio, right? Or tell you up or tell the return to the television mm-hmm. and America's exactly. top ten and all those, yep. yep, and every platform all, all going that stuff. out there. Yep. That was free to an extent, but they ran ads off of it so they can monetize off of you giving your time to them to watch the shit or listen to the it shit. Caught our right? emotions. Exactly, because it catches the emotions, right? People would pay for concerts. They would go out to live venues, live shows, and stuff like that. People still do all of that. But now we have another element. It's an additional source of income, like what LaRussell was saying. It's yeah. an additional source of income. It's the streaming. And it makes it so much easier and so much simpler because Even- y- you could – what used to cost you thousands of dollars a month in marketing to have mm-hmm. people go out there and – and one-on-one talk to radio DJs and bribe them with payola to pay or to play your fucking music and, and everything like that. And to all the money it used to take to you to actually beg somebody to put you on and stuff like that, to get into their network of radio stations and TV and everything like that, for you to actually start getting up there to make all that money off of those record sales. You can do that for a fraction right now on the internet with basic awareness campaign advertising you know what i'm saying you you can do all that kind of stuff at a fraction because of technology and automation and like you said streaming is a great thing but it's not your main thing you know you need the streaming revenue off of it is cool take it buy yourself a sandwich like kp did or just go throw it and run run some ads that month off of what you just made off of streaming right yeah do something like that Do something like that but guess what? Have that streaming available for people. If they want to enjoy it, let them enjoy it. Because you're going to get one or two new followers just off of that here and there. Right? Mm-hmm. But take your focus and shift your focus on to getting people to actually engage in your shit. To actually yeah. engage with your content on social media. To actually advocate for you. That's what you need people to do. That's where you're going to get the most value of it. Is where if you can get Excuse me. If you can get a, a thousand people who will be your advocate, even if they give you no money, they can possibly get you another thousand people. Yeah. Like you, you guys are, if you're looking at the streaming revenue portion of it, like I made on a post the other day, I said, streaming royalties are like a heroin. Feels good mm-hmm. at first, but you get addicted quick to that shit. And that's how it works if you only think of streaming revenue first. If you're like, this is how we make money now. This is the only way I can make money. How else am I going to make money? People don't buy records anymore. Yeah, duh. That's yeah. why I nailed them onto my motherfucking wall. Yeah. Because I don't. I listen to all this shit still sometimes. And guess what? I don't actually take the CD off my wall anymore. Mm-hmm. I pop on it and fucking streaming. Yeah. And the artists are still getting money off of it. And I'm still enjoying it. That's what music's always about. and But all these artists are figuring out other ways to do it. There's a ton of other ways to do it. Have your own podcast and go on other people's podcasts. Post interest-based shit. You know, read, read some books like what KP's got over here. Writing production music for TV. Start doing sync licensing. If you're just a producer, you just make beats, start making cool instrumentals. If you're an artist and you're like, man, I'm always making these songs that people say, oh, that's a hit, but I'm only getting a thousand streams off of it a month organically or a thousand streams off of it a year organically. People keep telling me it's a hit. Start pitching that shit 
to, to, to sync licensing. Start going in and seeing what these people are offering or are requesting on sync licensing and build something custom to them and start making a couple thousand dollars a year, tens of thousands of dollars a year, tens of thousands of dollars a month. The options are endless depending on how you shift your focus and your attention and your motivation. If your main motivation is, I need to work this overtime so I can get another couple hundred dollars so I can go and pay these podcast, these Spotify playlists to put me on so I can get another 50 or 100,000 streams on Spotify this month so I can look like I'm fucking doing something. That's the wrong way. Because for those 50 or 100,000 streams, you might get a couple of real fans off of it, a couple of repeat listeners. I'm talking a couple. I'm not talking about a couple hundred or a couple thousand. A couple, right? And then you're only getting a couple dollars off of that shit too. You're putting in more than what you're getting out. And not just monetarily either. You're not getting anything of actual value off of it. It's just like buying nice clothes. They don't get you anywhere. You just look nice when you go somewhere. And that's what all these vanity metrics are, unless they're 100% real. If you're getting 50,000 real streams, not off any playlist campaigns or nothing like that, but you're getting 50,000 real streams a month because you have 100,000 or a million people who follow you online and fuck with what you're doing, that's where the value is. That's where streams actually really matter. And so whether you're getting one stream a year or a thousand streams a year, and now you can monetize on Spotify or whether you're getting, you know, a million streams a month and you're getting $4,000 ish a month off of that. That's just extra extra. Yeah. That's all that is, is extra. Use that as your marketing budget. All the money you get off of streaming, just use that as your marketing to grow your real fan base because then they're going to see, keep streaming you. You're going to get more money for your marketing and just use your streaming only for your marketing. Yep. Absolutely. Anything else that you wanted to add here today, KP? I know I kind of stole the show a little bit, but that's pretty oh. typical of me. Knocked it out the park, my guy. That sounded <laughs> good, man. Okay. Absolutely. All right, y'all. Well, we're going to get the fuck up out of here again. If you were referred to this episode because specifically of streaming and you got an outlook on streaming, hopefully you have a different outlook on streaming now. If you want to argue with me about it, you can go to any of the socials or you can go straight to the website and send me a chat and send me a, it sends me an email. We can talk direct if you want to. Musicmakingsensepod.com for any and everything Music Making Sense Pod. All right. Links down below wherever you're listening. I just put it up on the screen right as soon as I said it as well, too. You can go there. You can listen to all the previous episodes. Follow us on all the streaming platforms, whatever your one of choice is. Follow us on the, on the social media argue with me shit post about me if you don't think so and guess <laughs> yeah. what i'll correct the fuck out of you next time and too. here's me and understand this if you try don't don't argue with me because i'm gonna just stand there and tell you like i i'm just gonna say this uh too bad because i love streaming i don't give a shit how you feel about it that's where i stand that's my story and i'm sticking to it right so <laughs> that's how you that's what you're gonna get from me sorry guys yeah but and with that's me, what you're I'm gonna get from be, me yeah and with me i'm gonna say 
you should really go back and listen to that episode again because I dropped actual information, not feelings. All right. This is yep. facts, no feelings. Okay. Not feelings, no facts. Like on, yep. on, on the Andrew Schultz show, they talk about they do feelings, no facts. It's a cool little segment that they do where yep. they just they talk a headline and they just spout only feelings off it. It's pretty funny. But anyway, it no matter what. Y'all need to check this out. And if you got great value out of this, whether you are already a listener to the Music Makes Sense podcast or whether you were referred to this episode specifically about streaming, if you got value off of this, share it with some other people who give value. Share this yeah. specific episode when it comes. Anytime you see somebody post something about streaming, anytime you see somebody post something about the new Spotify rules, give them this episode yeah, and be like, hey, check this out. Then tell me what you think. If you still disagree, okay, cool. It's all good, man. Tell me how you disagree. Go listen to some of the other episodes. See what you think. Come up with your own ideas and stop following other people's bullshit. Here at Music Making Sense Podcast, we think outside the box. We break the fuck out of the box. And the only box that we want to be in is that one at the end of our life. That's it. That's it. So we're going to get the fuck up out of here. Y'all have a good one, musicmakingsensepod.com for any and everything. Make sure you go to musicmakingsensepod.com. Go to the discount page as well, too. We got a lot of great affiliates and sponsors on there. And um, as you heard, I already dropped a couple in during this episode. Make sure you go visit the sponsors and the affiliates of Music Making Sense Podcast. Go help them out. They are rocking with us because of what we're doing here. And they got great deals for you for doing so as well. So, yeah. See y'all in the next episode. Y'all have a good one. Hello. Yeah.